It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at clipit.tv. It's East West Shrine Week. And BGN Radio's Teron Davenport is down there. Yes! That's awesome! Player analysis, coaching interviews, and a lot more. Oh, yeah! Right here on BGN Radio. It is uh, day number two, and the horn is already sounding. So that is uh, that is the cue for once again Teron Davenport, the man, the myth, the legend. Also, uh, the beautiful bow ties that he wears every day. That's it. You know, Teron, are you rocking the bow tie at practices as well? No, it's just strictly uh, practice gear, man. You know, <laughs> sweats and polo t-shirts and and all that, man. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still nice and comfortable. A little gray out there today, but still. Uh, uh, you know, uh, to see see a little football in the middle of winter is always always nice. There, I, I want to start there because I was looking over some of your notes, and I actually there was our, our old friend Mike K caught some footage of this guy too. Uh, Trey Hendrickson from Florida Atlantic, and I'm deeply looking for pass rushers because I think it's a pretty good class for that uh, going in. But uh, I, I mean, he he looked like pretty good in in, in some of the flashes, and I, and I take for granted that you know, hey, it's just practice, and they're doing one on one drills and and all of that stuff. But he did have a nice little swagger. I haven't quite seen, uh, you know, all the right moves type of style where he's got the low-cut jersey showing off the abs, doing a little of this, doing a little of that. What did you make of uh, of his practice yesterday? He was turning a few heads. Yeah, Trey Henderson, and he did the same thing in the first day. He's definitely turning heads. The thing I like about him is his get-off, man. He threatens the offensive lineman right away when he gets off. So that allows him to convert that speed to power because – you know, when you have an offensive lineman that tries to get back into their, their set too quickly, they get off balance. And that's when a guy like Hendrickson, that's 265 pounds, can knock a, a big 300-pounder over. So that's how you convert the speed to power. But then you also see him just, you know, combination. You know, he, he has a spin move where he can spin back inside. So he's definitely a legit pass rusher. And, and, and I'm uh, really excited to see what he's going to do on game day. I've just been, been impressed with him uh, all week. One of the things that I like, uh, I like when you put a guy in a pressure situation, you know, and, and see how he's going to rise in, in that pressure. And what they did 
uh, towards the end of practice, they had had a you know just a one on one with with him and one of the offensive linemen, and whoever won that rep, their team got to have the opposing team carry their pads off of the field. <laughs> so you know the, the stakes were a little high, so to speak, and Henderson uh, dominated. He had a, a vicious swim move, hitting with a like, outside move and then swam. And then went and uh, you know would have sacked the quarterback, and that's those are the type of things you want. You want a guy who's going to deliver, you know, when when stakes are high, and that's a you had the whole team watching it, and he did that. So I think he's going to be legit. Uh, he's he's a, a serious pass rusher. Oh, that's a, yeah. We'll have to keep an eye on that and see maybe if they. The, uh, he kind of gets the nod towards the senior bowl there. Another, I want to stick with that for a little bit too. I mean, if we've, we all know, uh, this guy's dad because they have the same name and that's Brian Cox. And I'm sure that Brian Cox Jr. hates that at some point. We're trying to get out of that shadow. But again, you know, uh, had a pretty good career in Florida. Um, and, uh, again, our old friend Mike Kay was reporting earlier that the Eagles had a nice lengthy conversation with him after practice. What do you make of, of Brian? Because when I've looked at his tape, it's, it's a little up and down, but there are you can definitely see the flashes in there. Uh, what was your assessment of him uh, this this week? Yeah, Cox is known more as a run stuffer, but he does have some pass rushing ability. He uh, jumped out in, in one-on-ones yesterday, man. He was beating at every tackle that he went against. His hands, you know, he has the violent hands that you want. You see him, you know, do different things to, to keep his chest plate clean, so to speak. So you see him, like, wiping uh, the the defense, uh, excuse me, the offensive lineman's hands off of him. So uh, I think he's he's definitely, uh, you know, he has the bloodlines. And it just he's going to have to continue to show that, that he could be the type of pass rusher, a disruptor that you, you have to be in order to, uh, you know, be a situational type of guy that he's going to be. Like, I don't know that he's an every down um, line, uh, defensive end, but he could definitely go in. And, and if he could show better movement skills, he could make himself uh, marketable in a 3-4 scheme as well. And uh, switching back to, uh, again, another strong practice for Davion Smith, who you mentioned yesterday. And uh, what is it about this guy that just kind of pops out for you? Is it just his catching ability alone, or is he kind of an all-around back that you can kind of get in there and, and just do a ton of things with. No, he's an all-around back, and he showed that yesterday in pass pro drills. Uh, one of the the guys from uh, Jackson State, Javante uh, uh, Jones, he's a linebacker that he was more or less a, a pass rusher at Jackson State. So a guy like that is going to be really at home in the pass protection drills. But Davion Smith just he manhandled him, you know, and and he talked to him afterwards. And those are the things that, you know you want to see at these type of games. You want to see the guys who uh, elevate themselves as dogs, you know, the guys who show themselves to be, you know, that alpha type. And there's certain positions where you want that. Running back's definitely one of them, and he showed that. But then, again, he backed it up in uh, one-on-ones. So he caught the ball well at the backfield. Uh, I talked to him yesterday about some of the things that he was uh, talking to Deuce Daly about, you know, the coaching that he's got from him, uh, just about being patient and, and when he sees the hole explode to it. And he did that in, in a couple of the, the reps where he got during team period. So he, he just, he's an all around back. You know, you, you got the pass protection, you got the catching the ball at the backfield, you got the ability to, you know, break tackles. He's going to be someone who's going to contribute at the next level for sure. And uh, I want to ask you again about uh, trusting the cloud because him, I think you and Ben Natan also have a kind of the, a similar outlook on. On his future, I don't know much about him. I haven't seen any of his tape. But what what is it that you know the product from Oregon State there uh, could maybe be one of those later round guys that uh, that could be 
potentially a steal or just something that you can develop in this uh, in this Eagles system here? Well, what it is, it's a combination of height, weight, speed. You know, he's a guy that, that moves well for a 6'3 corner. He attacks the football. He can play left or right corner. Uh, on Monday, he worked exclusively at right. He played primarily left at Oregon State, and yesterday he played both. So you saw him comfortable there. He attacks the football. Uh, Billy Brown is a receiver. You know, he's 6'3", 250, and a lot of guys have been talking about him down here, and rightfully so. Uh, they had a, a rep uh, during team period where the, the quarterback threw the ball towards the sideline. He, Billy Brown ran a curl, no, a comeback. And uh, you saw him do the breakdown, and he jumped up, and uh, the two, you know, were, were contested. It was a contested catch, and, and he knocked it away. And the thing that I like about it is he did it at the tuck. So, you know, as a receiver, you catch the football, and you try to tuck it away. He fought all the way through that whole process, and as Brown tucked it away, he punched it out. So there's no quitting. That's pretty much what something like that tells you. But then you also look, there was another time – where the uh, it was play action, you know, and he, he broke on the ball and he intercepted uh, a pass. It was the first interception for the, the West team. He was able to carry a receiver down, uh, you know, the sideline, you know, perfect coverage on a deep ball too. So it, it just, it, everything you want from a corner, you know, the aggressiveness, you know, going to, after after the run, you know, wanting to come up and, and make a play against the run that, he pretty much gives you everything you want. I talked to him after practice yesterday. He said that you know, he he pulls different things from different guys. He likes the swagger of a Richard Sherman, the footwork of Patrick Peterson. So uh, those are, are pretty good guys to pattern your game after. And, and you can see traits of that, you know, the footwork. And, and as I mentioned, the, the, the swagger, the, the, the aggressive mindset that he has, you can see how he pulled that from Sherman. So. I yep. think it'd be a fifth round pick and and definitely show up. That's uh, that. That's well. I mean, that's basically what they're down there to look for too. It's as you mentioned yesterday. Uh, Joe and the rest of the gang are kind of doing their homework on everybody, and you know, corner is going to be one of those spots here. Before we let you go, uh, Toronto, I, I do want to mention because it was in your notes. Uh, Storm Norton, who, who, first of all, outstanding name uh, from Toledo, and uh, is at that right tackle position. Has at least has the build six eight three. Three ten, uh, so that's uh, that's that is not a a small individual. Uh, what the, what kind of stood out uh, for you uh, about him yesterday? Well, when we got to practice, the, the first play of uh, team period, they threw a, a screen pass, a wide receiver screen, and I, I'm looking and I see a big six eight, three hundred ten pounder running towards me, and I see the corner sitting there, and the corner tried to make a move, couldn't. And he wiped him out, and the receiver caught the ball and ran upfield. For a guy 6'8", 3'10", to be able to move under control and, and break down and, and block a, a cornerback, that, that shows athleticism. That shows, you know, being able to be under control. So I say all that to say when you have someone that size, you already have something that you can work with. But then on top of that, he's athletic enough to be able to break down and do something like that. So – you look at him, you know, he handles the spin move. He handles the outside rushers. Uh, I, I definitely think that he's going to be uh, somebody that a lot of teams will look at. And it's just for him to, to be that big and, and play under control, keep his pad level low, not not allow guys to get up underneath him and drive him back. That's a good factor. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds uh, <laughs> that sounds like you could definitely work with that. And, and again, for the Eagles – that's something uh, that they're going to need probably late. We don't know what the offensive line is going to be uh, 
uh, is ending up as you know we've we've obviously seen the rumors that they're they're kind of wavering on Kelsey and who knows what's going on in there. It's uh, it, it'll be you know like I said, the Eagles offensive line will be okay, but uh, you're going to need to develop uh, these guys because you're going to be shuffling around in the next couple of years until you have something kind of solidified and, and young again in there. So that's that's definitely another name to write down. Anything else that's that's standing out for you uh, today and what you're looking for there, Teron? Oh, yeah, real quick from yesterday, Zach Johnson, a uh, uh, a guard from North Dakota State. He's 6'4", 330. He's the guy that stood out yesterday. So, uh, you know, the Eagles are, are going to be in need of depth as far as the interior linemen are concerned. So that's a guy to look at. But uh, just with Joe Douglas, he spoke to Alec Torgerson, the, the quarterback that, that's down here, you know, shining. And uh, he spoke to him after practice yesterday. Had a nice conversation with Austin Calitro, the middle linebacker out of Villanova as well. So Calitro is definitely a guy that should be on Eagles fans' radar because he is that downhill thumper. He's that guy that will come in and play against the run and give you what you need as far as, you know, filling in in those type of situations. I kind of like the way they use Tullop. You know, he'll be a guy that, that will also – Excel on special teams. Uh, very, uh, very awesome. And, 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 and there's the horn, so it's Tehran's time to end. Once again, wire to wire, we appreciate it, my friend. Of course, follow Tehran Davenport at T Davenport underscore NFL. He's going to be down there all week. He'll be with us here all week right here on BGN Radio. Tehran, thank you so much, my friend. We'll talk to you tomorrow. No problem. Talk to you tomorrow. All right, there he is, Tehran Davenport, uh, you know, chiming in. And the good thing about that is, you know, you can start to see. I, I love to try and figure out who they're talking to. So that's that's Teron's eyes are going to be key on that. Who is Douglas talking to? Uh and and whether that matters. We've seen that it definitely has in in the past. We know that Chip did that and Andy the guys they talked to those those things all meant something. You know, they they wouldn't draft somebody unless they had visits with them or or, or did uh, certain things like that uh, at least early on. Uh I remember us doing that in a lot of different blocks. A couple of uh news and notes from Yesterday, that actually screwed up on. I completely forgot that Wiz is a free agent. I thought there was at least one more year on his contract, which is not true. So I'm not sure if they're going to bring him back. I would I would think that if he's okay being a depth guy, is you know, the, the again, the, the possible, uh, you know, flex type of starter, uh, I, I would see that happen. But based on his comments and everything from last year, maybe that won't happen. And probably he wants an opportunity to go start. Uh, somewhere else where he's where he's needed, so I prob- probably won't be back in that case, which makes you know those guys that Tehran were talking about even more important. Uh, uh, those they're going to have to find depth. They're going to have to find guys that they can get in there and develop. And in in speaking with that, like yesterday, just I, I saw Elliot Shore Parks kind of touch on it too. It is kind of dangerous to move on from Kelsey. I don't I don't I don't think that's a, that's a wrong thing to state. I would just say that. There's already flaws with Kelsey in there already for the past two years, whatever it's been, and he doesn't really fit this system anyway. So the gap probably isn't as big as we're thinking, but maybe just so much in his the, the, the mentality standpoint where, you know, Kelsey's used to the calls, everything, everybody's used to him doing that, the snap count, all that stuff. Sure, th- th- that's a factor that's going to be in there. But for the long term, uh, I, from what I gather, Ike is is not dumb at all. He's a... Very, very smart guy. So that's that's where you kind of look at that and just go, yeah, the, mo- the more and more you think about it, the, the more and more Kelsey's probably not going to be here. Also interesting because Teron mentioned linebackers, and that's the thing I think that's been lost in the shuffle a little bit is uh, Joe Walker. Joe Walker had a phenomenal preseason. 
uh, right up until he blew out his ACL. And I wonder what their plans are for him as uh, going forward here because I, I, I mean, he was a banger, man. That was he was a no joke last off season, and I, I really hope that he's healthy and we can see a little more of him. And me saying that probably means <laughs> you know be cut by day one or the move on from him. But I, I, I think with our the the constant conversations that we have about the will linebacker. He kind of fits that to a T almost perfectly for this system. And I wonder if uh, he's he's going to be good to go. So uh, conversation we can have again on Thursday as, as we're going to have uh, John Marks. Ben Natan is also going to join us. We're going to have a little bit of a debate on where it is the defensive line and defensive end fits into the needs factor because uh, we'll have a, a discussion on that because I actually think Defensive end and defensive line maybe even need to be a little higher on the list than we're giving credit for, almost in the same level as running back. And we'll get into that, too. I want to save all those those juicy conversations uh, moving forward. Also want to mention and tease that uh, there is something special happening between BGN Radio and the Great Green Legion. If you don't know what the Green Legion is, those are the folks that travel all over the place. During the season, they are the ones that organize the huge tailgates of 350 people large. I think every home game we can go and just hang out with a bunch of awesome Eagles fans. And also they set you up for travel hotels and a bunch of other things uh, through the uh, away games and uh, the enti- through the entire season. So uh, it's a it's a they're the folks that actually I don't know if anybody caught it uh, earlier this year. When uh, the Eagles were playing uh, the Bears on Monday night in week two, they were the folks that showed up to Wrigley that were just doing the Eagles chants uh, from the, you know, the the building bleachers that are just outside of Wrigley, which is really cool to see. So we're going to meet up and, and, and power our forces together with that and try and come up with something really cool for the NFL draft and really just for things moving out through, uh, you know, tra- training camp and, and OTAs and, and meetups and things throughout the season and try and get something going even for our, our Tuesday night podcast where we're traveling and doing a bunch of things like that. So wanted to mention that. Please go check them out. Uh, and just Google Green Legion and you will definitely uh, know what they are all about. Shout out to uh, Philly Mike and, and Q and all those guys for reaching out. I think it's uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun moving forward and we'll have more details on that as well. So that's going to wrap it up for the East West Shrine game update uh, for uh, today. And again, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, picking Tehran's mind, and uh, you know what? I forgot to mention, Deuce blew him off, man. <laughs> Deuce blew him off yesterday. Not really. Yeah, it was just a scheduling conflict. So they're actually going to talk to them today. Him and Emery Hunt are going to sit down with him from Football Game Plan, who's, uh, again, like I mentioned yesterday, definitely a guy you need to follow. Uh, his videos are fantastic. I disagree with some of his takes, and uh, we'll, we'll have him on to kind of debate uh, his statement on uh, P.J. Walker being the, <laughs> the best quarterback in Philadelphia. There is uh, there's some Wednesday definitely thrown in there, but it'll be fun, and Emory's still a great guy, and we love him uh, on the show. So, uh, that'll be tomorrow, and we'll be back tomorrow right here on Bleeding Green Nation and BGNRadio.com.